You are now listening to the Urban Wire Podcast on the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine the light on the issues impacting the urban community. Join us as we discuss the latest in news, politics, social commentary, celebrity news, gossip, interviews, and so much more. This podcast and other podcasts on this network are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW and join our Facebook group page and official page for show updates, discussions, and show listings. Email us at ucofw.indy at gmail.com to advertise with us, submit show ideas, and other business inquiries. LLC is a decadent sweet shop that creates exquisite desserts for any occasion. Whether it be for an anniversary, birthday, special event, etc., Seas Treats has you covered. Seas Treats LLC uses the most freshest items and the best chocolates, caramels, and products in the world. Every bite of Seas Treats will leave you wanting more. She's located on the west side of Indianapolis and you can connect with her on social media. Facebook and she's on Instagram. Reach out to her via email at seastreet38 at gmail.com or you can contact her at 317-664-2609. Oh. Alright, we are back with another episode of the Urban Wire, episode 106, and today we're going to be talking about a little bit of this and a little bit of that. The title of this episode is called Trade Tales and Church Scandal. So we got plenty of scandal and we got plenty of um, tales to tell you about what these men are doing on the down low in these streets. So... We're going to talk about a lot today, Before, but before we jump into that, we're going to go to the lines. We have Miss C. Johnson. You know she's always here, and I'm going to bring her on. Let's go hello, hello. Yeah, hello, hello. It's been a while since we've done a show, and girl, let me tell you, it is good to have you here today. Like, uh, Thank you for having me. Yes, as always, you know, we got a lot going on today. And, um, you know, like I said, it's been a while since we've been on the air. So uh, what's been going on with you? Mm-hmm. I know that uh, uh, we have your advertising, advertisement on the show. So can you tell us about 
what you've been doing and um, how's your business going and things of that nature. And uh, tell us um, what's it like being an entrepreneur. Yeah, sure. First, let me say thank you very much for the commercial. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, so thank you. Um, I first want to say that it is truly a blessing um, and a wonderful opportunity to be an entrepreneur, but also an African-American entrepreneur as well. Um, And and there are so many opportunities out there for African-American entrepreneurs or people that are wanting to become black business owners, but business has been great. Um, I am actually looking forward to actually branching out more, making these streets larger. Um, our orders are great. We're constantly getting orders. Um, so everything has been wonderful. Um, but if there's anyone that ever wants to branch out and just be a business owner, do it because it is worthwhile. So what have been some of the challenges, especially being a black business owner, and what could what advice would you give to anyone that is potentially thinking about becoming a uh, business owner, especially those who are African American or minority? Yes, some of the challenges have been just being black, and that and that's and we're going to be all the way transparent about it. Um, mm. Sometimes when um, people get the word that there is a new black business owner coming to town, sometimes they're a little skeptical or they're a little apprehensive on wanting to frequent their establishment Um, because, you know, truthfully, you know, sometimes people feel as if black business owners are not in line or not in tune um, with being able to accurately um, conduct a business or sale. Um, But one thing that I would like to say for anyone that wants to become a business owner that is African-American, do not allow what people are saying or any type of um, wrong statistics that are being placed out there um, make you feel as if you cannot do it. Um, Right. Just to become a black business owner, it is very, very simple, and there are um, all types of um, grants out there for you. There are a lot of actual scholarships, and there are loans that will actually help you um, to actually become a black business owner. Um, And one thing that I will say, too, is know your product. You have to know your product from A to Z before you are wanting to sell it, because it's nothing like being in business or wanting to be in business and someone asks you about your product and you cannot effectively tell them. So know know your product and also get a memorandum of understanding, basically finding out which areas are more prone to wanting your product there, you know, and mm-hmm. don't be so fast to disclose what your product is made of because people will snatch and they will run. So yeah. Just really just being focused on what you're wanting to do. Put it on paper first. Write your business plan. Know what you want. Dream about it and get it done. And I guarantee you, you will not, you you will love every every aspect of it. That is wonderful to hear because I feel like um, that is an area that we, we need to start venturing off into, especially mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic. I think people think, well, Man, I don't know if this is a good time. I think this is a 
the you know a better time than ever to explore mm-hmm. different a- avenues. And I think entrepreneurship is one of those avenues that we as a people should be exploring. You know, and it's Absolutely. wonderful to hear that you've been having this levels of success. And we will definitely be doing um, a show on black entrepreneurship. I'm going to probably get some, you know, some experts on it um, and get, you know, get a panel together because I think that's yeah. something I would love to explore on the show. But mm-hmm. um, I will yeah. definitely have you in mind when we uh, delve into that, to that conversation. Okay, so, wonderful. So with that being said, Said, I mean, there's been a lot going on in the news, and um, today we're just going to get down and dirty. We're going to talk about some stuff <laughs> that needs to be talked about because there's a lot of church scandal going on, and with the yeah. pandemic that's, that's been taking place, a lot of people have been opening their eyes to the dogmatic mm-hmm. um, stigma behind religion and religiosity because I think a lot of people are getting to the place to where they are tired of the shenanigans that are going on in the church. And I feel that people are now looking at the church with the side eye, and rightfully so. And with that being said, we're going to also intertwine that into, like, these pastors out here doing stuff in the street that ain't got no business doing. You know what I mean? So Ooh, I'm yes. Gonna, <laughs> yes. So I'm going to give a quick rundown on what we're going to talk about Um we're going to talk about some basic news and current events, but the main topics we're going to hit on is Kim Burrell. So I know she's back in the news, and you know she ain't she she's just the she just loves to be in controversy, and she just she never gets enough of being dragged. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. her. We're going to talk about Creflo Dollar and the whole tithing situation. Um. John Gray. Um. Those of you who don't know, he is out of the hospital now. Um, he was suffering with a pulmonary embolism, so um, we're grateful mm. that he is doing better and he has just been released from the hospital. Um, we're going to mm-hmm. also talk about Juanita Bynum, um, the Stellar Awards, R. Kelly, and, you know, we've been following R. Kelly for years on the show, so we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an athlete by the name of Deshaun Brown who was an Indiana athlete that got arrested, and he was online uh, yeah, on Grinder, trying to act like he was trying to hook up with somebody, but he was robbing people. And then there's another mm. guy. There was another athlete too. By um, his name is Ethan Isenemi um, Itute, and we talked about him on the T podcast about um, about a couple of weeks ago about how he was found not guilty. Um, Ricky Martin, he was exonerated after mm. being accused by a his nephew accused him of, I don't know, I guess they were in an inappropriate, like, relationship. And I guess, you know, he was accusing Ricky Martin of pursuing him and harassing him and stuff like that. But we're going to get into that. Orlando Brown, there's been some allegations with him and Bow Wow. Who, who hasn't he had issues with? You know, this this, this guy's really got some problems. So we're going to talk about him. Um. We're going to talk about a couple of preachers that's been caught messing with the girls. And when I say the girls, you know what the girls mean. Um, um, Biden con- contracts COVID. I mean, then we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the Greenwood, Indiana mass shooting. And we're going to also touch on the Anchorage, Ohio shooting. Because that's been a lot going on mm-hmm. this month and since we last been on um, 
been on the air. So some of these stories might be a couple weeks old, but I really want to touch on them because it pretty much is going to bring a broader discussion on what's going on. Now, the first thing I want to discuss is the Greenwood, Indiana mass shooting. Now, did you hear about that, see, about that shooting that happened out in Greenwood um, last Sunday? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I said, Lord, I tell you, like, it's just a shame that mm-hmm. we are living in a time where you can't even go to the mall. You can't even go to mm-hmm. the grocery store. And it's just like, all these mass shootings are happening, and let's just keep it real. It's the same profile of individuals, mm-hmm. white supremacists, and people that are mad at the world, and they want to take it out on everybody else. So yeah. um, I did a, did a uh, video on this, which you can check it out on our um, channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW. And I kind of gave a outline of the events that took place that day, but there have been mm-hmm. some updates since that story has taken place. We we now know the identity of the shooter, and we know the identity of the quote unquote good Samaritan that took the shooter out. And I'm trying to find that information now uh, mm-hmm. and get that guy get that to you guys. Um, I was just researching that before I went on air. And mm-hmm. let's see if I can find that. Yes, I lost my link. But yeah, um excuse me guys, I had that pulled up and um we have the we have an article here where the the uh the victims have been identified. Mm-hmm. The shooter himself was 20-year-old. He, he was a 20-year-old. We do know that he was 20 years old. And then the the uh, the young man that took him down was from Bartholomew, Bartholomew County. He was 22 years old. And shout out to him, you know, because that took a lot of yeah. hurt him to uh, – you know, realize that, hey, you know, we're in, okay, here it is. Let's see. thought I had it. Let me shut this down right here. I had a lot of stuff open. Okay. The gunman that, um, that, that took so many people's lives, his name was Jonathan Sapirman. And he was actually from Greenwood, and um, he was fatally shot by a 22-year-old bystander with a long gun, police said. The Johnson County Coroner's Office identified the three victims killed as 56-year-old Pedro Tanita, 37-year-old Rosa Marion Rivera de Tanita, and 30-year-old Victor Gomez. Pedro and Rosa were husband and wife, the coroner said. Um they said the gun that he had was a six Sawyer model, the M four hundred five point five six caliber rifle. So it was a rifle that he took into the mall, and that's, that's that was the gun that he used. Um, they were saying upon him entering the mall, he went to the bathroom first at the at, at the food court, 
where he remained for just over an hour before exiting and firing his first shots at Victor Gomez, killing him with the rifle. Um, I'm trying to see what the, I'm trying to find the name of the young man, and I thought that was in this article. Um, at first, they were trying to keep keep that that kind of like low-key, because I guess I didn't know if they were just, you know, wanting to do that for legal reasons, and I can't find that right now, but that that is the name of the actual shooter. Um, he is dead. He was killed by this young man, and they said like if he hadn't have killed him, there's no telling how many more victims that were um, would have uh, been shot fatally. So it was just crazy because personally, the reason why I feel like man, I'm just so glad. And this is why you have to really listen to your instinct because. I don't know if I've talked to you about this, C, but um, are you there? You still there, C? Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a situation like where we were out there in Greenwood right before this took place, and I had actually contemplated on going to that mall because usually, you know, I, was, I had to run out to Greenwood because I had to get something for my aquarium because, you know, I'm really big into my aquarium, so I had to run out there and get a new filter. Mm-hmm some other stuff for my uh, one of my fish aquariums. And usually mm-hmm. I sometimes I stop at the mall because they have, you know, um, the food court is like this Asian bistro place that I go to. They're, they have really mm-hmm. good food. And I usually go out there when mm-hmm. I go to Green, the Greenwood Mall. But that day something told me not to go out there. And it was just for mm-hmm. some reason it took me forever to get out of the apartment. It was just like one thing after the other. I couldn't find my shoes, I couldn't find this, couldn't find that, and I was just procrastinating. And it was just thankfully that that happened because once we left the pet store across the street from the mall, we noticed that there were like at least 20 IMPD officers. And mm. it was just kind of odd because you you never see IMPD that far down in Greenwood, and those of you that don't know know who what Greenwood is, Greenwood is like a, a suburb of Indianapolis. It's like south of Indianapolis. Yes. So it was weird to see all those cops there. And then, like as we were leaving, there were just cops steady coming. Like it was ambulances coming. It wasn't like it was a fire or anything because we didn't see any fire trucks. So I said, at that point, I got a bad feeling that there that it was actually a mass shoot because. If it was just a regular shooting, it wouldn't be that many cops. And then just the fact yeah. that you see ambulances come, and I said, I already knew something bad was happening. So at that mm-hmm. time, this was like around between 5.30 and 6. And we hadn't seen anything on the news at that time. We, You know, um, me and Jonathan were uh, trying to figure out what was going on. We didn't, he, didn't, he couldn't find anything. So mm-hmm. push comes to shove like 30 minutes later. It was actually a mass shooting. So I just thank God mm. for grace and mercy and just thank yes. him for not even being at, at that location during that time because there's no telling what could have happened. You yes. know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I just I don't know what to say. It's just I'm really thankful that things didn't yes. go the way they could have gone. And I and, and my prayers and thoughts are going out to the families of the victims. And you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just really a sad situation to now where you have to be on alert at all times when you go out. You just can't assume that 
you you know, you're not going to be a victim of that. And I think a lot of times people feel like because yeah. they live in certain areas that they don't have to go through these types of things. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to mm-hmm. see that this stuff is happening in small towns. Um, it's not yeah. happening in just the major cities. So what do you mm-hmm. feel about with all these mass shootings going on? How do you feel about what's being taking place? And I mean, what? how do you feel about the whole entire uh, situation with gun violence? Well, first let me say that I am just extremely saddened by it because, you know, just to uh, blatantly want to take a life is just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sad part about it is, is that these individuals left their home not knowing that it was going to be their last day, not knowing that they were not going to make it back home. And gun violence has to stop. It it definitely has to stop. And I know that it seems repetitious when we talk about it because we find ourselves saying it needs to stop, it needs to stop. But it seems like that there are not a lot of policies nor regulations set in place to actually mm-hmm. help stop the gun violence. Because now what it seems like is happening is, is that there, there's more towards condoning gun violence versus stopping it, Um, you know, because, of course, we all know about the July 1st mandate, just allowing everybody which way they're coming to actually carry a gun. And that is just the dangerous part right there. Um, And it's it's affecting um, families. It's affecting businesses. It's, It's just affecting people worldwide, and it definitely needs to stop, but don't understand is how this individual managed to get that type of rifle of that magnitude into the actual bathroom, because we know the entrance from where the entrance is to the bathroom, because I'm very familiar with that mall as well. So, you know, so it's just like, how did he get in with that, what was he wearing? How was he hiding it? Was there anyone that saw him before or as he was walking to the bathroom and didn't say anything? Like, I don't know, but those are some of the questions that I would like to have answers to because this is just so disturbing that he even got in with that gun and lasted in that bathroom for for close to a whole hour, contemplating on what he was going to do. Yeah, and it almost makes you wonder, and I don't even want to say this, but, like, because it just Mm -hmm. logistically it doesn't make sense and it just doesn't -hmm. doesn't add up, like, did he get assistance from somebody? Because it just doesn't make sense. And now that you put it like Mm -hmm. that, you, you, I I just noticed, like, how how would you get from that entrance to that bathroom and not being seen? Especially on a Sunday afternoon when everybody's at the mall, you know, people are out. And about that mall mm-hmm. had to be full of people, and nobody noticed that. Yes. And that's why I'm saying you have to be very, in these days and times, you have to be very cautious and aware of your surroundings. And it just, it's just yes, a lot of things that I feel like that need to be answered. And yes. it's just it's just crazy. And another thing is just like, how are these young people getting access to this this level of artillery? Like, how are they getting exactly? Because if we look look back at the uh, the situation that took place in Chicago over that weekend, uh, I think mm-hmm. the Fourth of July weekend, 
where that young man uh, let out all those rounds, like, you know, during that 4th of July uh, parade, it's just like, how did you, like, how did you get access to that? And come to find out his father was a politician up there, and he knew that his son had a history of mental illness. He has threatened the family. Uh, There was a situation where he has also... Um, threatened to commit suicide. Like this, 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 this young man was very mentally disturbed, and yet his father, yes. knowing all of this, still signed off on him getting that level of. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's sickening. So I really think yes, that now a lot of these uh, mass shooters, their their families want to play victim and stuff like that when all mm-hmm. this stuff is said and done. But they need to be held accountable as well because. How do you not know that this stuff is going on under your roof? You don't know that your kids have this, have these weapons. And some, some of the time, the weapons belong to the parents and stuff like that. You know, it's just yes. no accountability. And I just feel that they really need to start going after these parents when it comes to these, to these individuals going and committing these mass murders. Like, you know what I mean? That's just Absolutely. how I feel about it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so I really feel that we need to be careful. Just be on the lookout. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that are spiritual, just you got you to gotta stay prayed up at all times. And don't take for yeah. granted that you're going to make it back home because you never know. These people mm-hmm. never thought that they would go to the mall and do something. Not like they're going to the club. They're not out in the street doing this, that, and the other. These people would have mm-hmm. never thought that they they would have been victims of this type of this this just been a been a part of this type of carnage. So yes. you know mm-hmm. I don't know. But mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just so much going on that that that's shooting and anchoring on Ohio. Um mm-hmm. it, it's just it's 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 sad that, you know, uh, it's not just domestic terrorists or people, you got to worry about the police being terrorists. Like, they're terrorizing. Yes. You know, and we mm-hmm. have to really take a stand, and we really have to get out here and vote for people that's doing something for our community. I think a lot of times that's we, right. people, we want to either sit out, you know, sit, sit out during the election, or we just want to keep voting mm-hmm. for these people that aren't giving us anything tangible. And I really yes. think it's time for us to really start holding our elected officials uh, feet to the fire. You know, we have to mm-hmm. start asking the tough questions like, what do you plan on doing about this gun violence? What are your positions right. on gun reform? We need to start asking these questions instead of just going to the polls and voting blindly. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I didn't know how you felt about that, but, like, you know, uh, with the primaries coming up, like, how do you feel about voting? Do you think that uh, we should sit it out, or do you think we need to be more educated on our voting? We definitely need to be more educated about our voting, and you're absolutely right. You know, you have people that are – um, uninformed because they choose to be uninformed. There's so much information out there. They make the, they, they make the information public for each person to actually see, to know. And they also have forums. They have meetings. They have so many type of 
um, educational things on TV. There's there's so much literature out there. The information is there, but you're right. Asking the questions is is the only way that we're going to actually grow and know who we can vote for. You know, right. when we go to the polls, be educated first, just like what you said, because sometimes you have people that feel like that they're doing their um, due diligence by just going to the polls and just doing like the eeny, meeny, miny, mo type of project. <laughs> okay, let me see. I'm just going to vote for this person. Okay, let me vote for this person. Let me vote for that person. And the fact of the matter is is that they know nothing. So, And, right. and that is how a lot of these corrupt, um, non-caring individuals are getting in office because we elect them in. And if we are electing individuals in who are um, not doing what they're supposed to do, then it's never going to get better. It is never going to get better. So absolutely, voting is essential, but knowing who you're voting for is a must. Yes, definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we want to um, also, speaking of politics, um, Biden has been confirmed. Um, Reports are saying that he has tested positive for COVID, and that just goes to show you that COVID Mm -hmm. has not gone anywhere, and COVID has not, it doesn't discriminate. You know, so we have to really take this serious. Um, We also have the threat of monkeypox that is uh, starting to spread. So we just got to be very aware and vigilant of our health. Uh, We have to take our health serious and realize that these illnesses Mm -hmm. and and, and what's going on right now is affecting everybody, you know. And I would hate to see people not take this serious. And then once it knocks at your front door, then you want to sit up here and then all of a sudden you want people to feel sorry for you. And that's, I think that's the yeah. thing, especially with COVID. A lot of people didn't take that serious. And then until mm-hmm. it, it affected them personally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Um, we, have to, we have to really take our health serious. And, you know, some people may feel a certain mm-hmm. way about vaccinations, but I'm a very big supporter of it. Um, yes, if, if nothing too. else, you need to be wearing your mask. And, you know, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I've slacked up on it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I have also um, made sure that I was vaccinated, too. So you have to do yes. what you can do. You know, you can't stop yes, here absolutely. and not take this serious at all. And then once it hits you, then you, all of a sudden you want to take it serious because it don't work like that. Because at that point, it could be too late for you. So I just want to just yes. bring that up. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see what else I had as far as local news. Yeah, um, that was the biggest thing. The numbers are starting to go back up. So uh, just be on the lookout, you know, uh, keep utilizing your hand sanitizers. Um, start utilizing your mask if you haven't been utilizing them um, when you go out in public. Yeah. Uh, and just pretty much do your part in stopping the spread of this virus because it's not going anywhere. You know what no, I mean? So we have mm-hmm. to just be vigilant of that. Okay, yes. so with all that being said, we're going to jump into the meat and potatoes of the hour. 
Um, we're going to get through these stories, and we're going to let you guys go because, you know, it's Friday night, and I know some of y'all are going to be out here in these streets doing some, some, doing some strange things because that's what we're talking about tonight is some strange things going on. For those yes, of you that sir. want to jump in and feel free to call in, you can call us at 516-595-8150. Once again, that's 516-595-8150. Now, the story I know that everybody's been talking about this week is the story dealing with gospel music star Kim Burrell. Now, many of you, uh, some people may not know, but she is a preacher and a pastor as well. And supposedly, I guess, she claims that her and Whitney Houston were close because Whitney Houston used to go to her church and stuff like that. Um, I guess she's back in the blogs again because she can't keep her foot out of her mouth. You know, she she's constantly saying and she she doesn't realize that there's repercussions behind things that you're saying, especially if you're out here proclaiming to be a so-called woman of God. Now, recently she visited uh, a church under the leadership of a so-called prophet Brian Corn. And see, I don't know if you know anything about Brian Corn, but he's had his share of scandals too throughout throughout the years. Um, mm. One of the recent scandals that he had was, uh, I think it was the last year or the year before, a mm-hmm. year or two ago, he had made a New Year's Eve prophecy talking about what's going to be happening in the next year. And it was discovered that he had took, taken all his prophecies from an online psychic slash witch. So they went back and found that he plagiarized his whole sermon and his prophecies from this witch. And they had the side-by-side video of him making this prophetic, so-called prophetic uh, word or bringing forth this prophetic word at this church. And then they played, it was almost word from word. And also he's been caught up in scandals as well. He, he has a real slick and disrespectful mouth too. This is the same pastor that wants to talk about sexual immorality and and, and then he gets up in the in the pulpit, dogging people out and talking about people's physical appearance. But this is the same pastor that's been caught up in sleeping with another pastor's wife, and allegedly. And then they said he's done all kinds of things. He's a slept with underage, all kinds of stuff going on. And this is the the preacher that Kimberell went to his church and co-signed him. But yet you want to condemn gay people, but yet you uphold this type of person. But anyways, she she went on doing this. I guess she, she was at this church. For, you know, she was going there, and I'm going to say performing because that's all she's doing. She's just performing, you know, uh, calling calling the members, making fun of people that don't have money, talking about them, saying that they broke. Uh, she says that she don't deal with broke, ugly people and that she was making fun of people that live in trailer parks that they don't have money. And she was just real disrespectful. So what we're going to do, because I want you guys to hear it for yourself, because I couldn't believe this, which I could, I actually can't believe because I just know the kind of person she is. But we're going to go to actually a clip of her 
at the church. And then I'm going to also play a clip of another clip, something that surface of what she said in the past, because she, she hasn't changed. She just has a nice, nasty way of saying stuff. So um, we're going to go to these couple of clips, and then I'm going to come back with the rest of our commentary. And then I'm going to go, after we talk about that, I'm going to jump to the apology. How many times have you changed your name on your light bill? <laughs> How many of you are building your little cousin's name? <laughs> you live in a trailer home or a house, you know, you understand. It's not about status or material things. It's just about choices. You know, life is different now. And, you know, we are church. Thank God we're here. Those of us are walking by faith without a mask and no vaccine. And so we, we honor the Lord. God is good. I respect all of the men of God here. And respect you. Can y'all clap so I don't feel strange right about that? Hopefully we'll get a chance to meet each other when y'all invite me to come to your church. I'm not as expensive as I say. Um, I don't know. Maybe you got a little left over from your PPP, though. <laughs> Prayer, praise, and power. You understand? Hey, man. Isn't the Lord great? Hey, man. Amen. And so, you know, I, I like coming here because the ground is already tilled with great personality like Dr. Karn. Because one thing I love about him, he's keeping the word, but he knows how to have great humanity. And most don't understand his personality because he is truth personified. And he tells the type of truth that makes most uncomfortable. Because who likes to be told? You're just ugly. <laughs> no one likes to be told that. You know, especially when they have realized it. All right. Most don't get offended until they know the bad thing about themselves. And then somebody else recognizes it and says, oh, I saw the ugly too. I just want to let you know. So anyway, y'all get that later. God is great. All of you are beautiful. I haven't chosen anyone to be ugly yet. God is good. God is great. Y'all look great. Most of you have on hats covering most of that anyway. Here's to you. Uh, <laughs> I have a great personality. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, daily I Okay, and we're going to go to this other clip really quick. Young ladies, time to stand up and get you some money. Get you a job. Quit thinking you so wonderful with that dirty thong on, thinking some brother going to come in your life and make you a princess, and you ain't living a dime's worth of nothing. What makes you think, oh, boy, going to get a job to celebrate you and support you, and you dirty? Don't even know how to wash good, must be right now as we sit here, and you think, oh boy, wants you in, in his life, soak around, you scared you're going to shout because of what they're going to smell. It's in the house, so we got to deal with it in the house. I'd rather us talk about it in the house than to get out on the street talking about we prophesying and laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. And as soon as you lift your hands, the wind blowing somebody's nose and they about to pass out because you must have the dog. Get a colonic. 
clean your intestines. Y'all ain't going to like me tonight. Clean yourself up. It's the truth. Y'all sitting next to something. You talk about it on the way home on the cell phone. You call each other. Did you see her? Did you smell her? That's the kind of stuff that keeps us separated in the house of God. We don't know how to come to each other in love and tell each other, sweetheart, I love you, but you don't smell good, baby. Let's talk. Let's talk. Come to me. Who are your parents? Is there anything that I can do to help you? What can I do? Can I buy you a month's supply worth of this? This is real. Mm. I'm just, I don't even know what to say. Like, Mm. how could anybody take someone like her serious? Like, she is just all about show. Like, you know, and looking at her, she, she has the nerve to talk about anybody's looks. Like, and you can tell that she's – it's obviously a lot of hurt and a lot of things that are going on with her personally because for her to be 49, yeah. only 49 years old looking like that, that's mm. just a reflection of how you feel about yourself, you know? That's right. And it's just unacceptable for you to be in the house of the Lord talking to people like that. You know, how mm-hmm. do you feel about hearing those clips? How do you feel about that? I'm disgusted. I I am sick, Seneca. I am sick of it, and I'm sick of her because the fact is is that you call yourself a woman of God. You call yourself a pastor, and you are not displaying any of those aspects at all. You are not, and, and I agree with what you said. She's all about show. She's all about status. And the fact of the matter is, is that she is displaying what church hurt is all about, meaning mm-hmm. that she is, she does not know how to go to anybody in love. She does not know how to say things in love. She's saying it because apparently someone must have said the same thing to her. So now yeah. she's probably hurt deep down inside, and she want to hurt somebody else. She and all the stuff that she has done in the past where nobody wanted to deal with her then, she just, you know, was able to come back around, and then you do this again. This makes no sense, and if this is your M.O., leave it out of the church. Leave it out of the church. Don't do that because you have babes in Christ. You have people that may want to come to Christ, that may want to know um, more about Christ. And then you hear somebody like that, and people are going to be so confused, like, is this how church people are? She is setting a bad example. She is setting a bad example, or she is a bad example. But you know what? Like, like and I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. She's all about money, and yes. she goes whichever way the wind in the, in the, in the current goes because the claim right. that you so against the LGBT community, but yet wasn't it her that did a did a song with Frank Ocean? Wasn't it her yes, that did. was trying to get some some clout and some shine off of Ellen DeGeneres' show until she pretty much curved mm-hmm. her and pretty much told her, you ain't coming on my show? Like, how is it? Mm-hmm. It's all about like, with her, it's all about having her name in life. And I'm going to tell you yes, this, I don't know if you know this, she, how can you sit up here and preach about God when you won't even have anything to do with your own brother? She has a oh, brother, and he's on 
YouTube, like I know he's been on a couple of um, channels. Like I guess he's done a couple interviews with people. And mm-hmm. her brother actually is a very good singer. Like he sings, I mean, and I ain't going to take it away from him. Kim Burrell's a good singer. But her brother mm-hmm. is very talented, and she won't even put him on. And she acts oh like she's God. a thing of her brother because he's gay. And, like, he did an interview with this um, YouTuber a couple years ago by the name of Jay Wilson. And mm-hmm. he pretty much talked about her hypocrisy. And the reason why she's allegedly so bitter is because she had a husband that uh, left her for another man. So that's why she feels the way that she mm-hmm. feels about herself. And she tries to uh, deflect or she tries to, what's the word I'm looking for when you try to put that off of someone else, uh, project what you're going yes. through and your insecurities off on other people. That's why it's so easy yes. for her to get up in front of a church and talk down to women. That's why it's so easy yep. for her to get up and talk down to the congregants because she feels like that about herself. Like that time yes. when she was on stage um, and she them, them heels broke on them, them ham hocks of hers, and she came tumbling down like Humpty Dumpty. And she going to sit up there and laugh at the people talking about, yeah, you see the same ones that's laughing. Y'all walk around here with mm-hmm. swaddling clothes and talking about my shoes are worth more than y'all renting this, that, and the other. Like, where's the humility at? Mm. Like, how are you calling yourself mm. a woman of God? And every time yeah. you're going through something, you want to put other people down to build yourself up. Yeah. So... That's it. She, so she had a statement once she got figured out she got dragged for going to that church making a fool out of herself and trying to clown mm-hmm. people. She mm-hmm. put out a statement, and she claims it was her lawyer that made her write this, but I don't think so because you would have to get it clear mm-hmm. from your lawyer before you put it out, before it was put out. But mm-hmm. this is what the statement says. As a kingdom citizen and a woman of integrity, I can acknowledge that some of my words, even if said in jest, can be offensive. My intention is never to hurt anyone but to spread love, laughter, and more importantly, the gift which God has given me in song. If anyone was offended, I can sincerely say I apologize. With that being said, the irony in this is that those who are criticizing my statement are displaying the same very thing they have accused me of. However, it's not humorous or ingest. My image has been used in multiple places, and my and false statements and narratives have been created. The punitive damages for some are quite lofty. Please be mindful of what is both written and said via video about me, especially if it contains untruths. Slander and defamation are not taken lightly, especially if it affects my name, image, or brand. Those pages wherein Vile comments and false narratives have been created, have been noted, reported, and hopefully silenced. Again, I will apologize if anyone thought that my humor was malicious, but I will not under any circumstances tolerate harassment, slander, or for my character to be to be the same. Now, my thing is, is like, first of all, you you are threatening people. First of all, people have a right to make commentary. For one, you are a public mm-hmm. figure, and two, they're commenting on what you put out there. You can't get mad at right. people for commenting on what you put out there. Nobody's defaming. Mm-hmm. You are, you have been very nice, Nancy. You have, have been very vile. You have, have been very 
vindictive. You know, these are things that mm-hmm. you put out there. So you can't mm-hmm. sit up there and think that you have a case and think that you can say whatever you want to say, and then when people respond, you got a problem with it. It don't work like that. The law don't work like that. That's right. You know, so what do you feel about that comment, and what do you feel about her trying to be uh, trying to back pedal? Because the the clip that I was gonna play, which I had to upload it on here, I thought, and Blog Talk Radio mm-hmm. doesn't have it on here, but she tried to back pedal and said that you know, all um, I, I'm just saying that this wasn't me, and my my lawyer made me put this up, and this, that, and the other. How do mm-hmm. you feel about that? Do you think she's telling the truth about that? No, about like saying that I it really, wasn't her. Well, I believe that she's lying because the fact of the matter is is that she originally messed herself up. Nobody was distorting her image. She distorted her own image by what she done. Right. And the thing about that is is that um and and to say that this is what the lawyer told her to do. No, that is not what the lawyer told her to do. She wrote those words because it's all about her image. She wants to keep making that money. She wants to keep getting invites. She wants to keep going to churches and singing and rendering songs. So she had to put a nasty little message out there and blame it on her lawyer. She she is right. definitely not telling the truth about that. And she just ought to be ashamed of herself. And the fact of the matter is is that when you get out there and you say those dastardly things and you embarrass yourself, you, you and then have the audacity to say that this is what the attorney wanted you to say, you put your own self out there. So how come yeah. those words were not coming from you? So you're so 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 you're saying that this is what your attorney said, but no, that is from you because you already have a nasty uh, disposition anyway. Your mouth is nasty. The way that you carry yourself is nasty. That nasty message came from her. Yeah, and I and I believe that because mm-hmm. how do you 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 would have to clear that before you put that out there. Mm-hmm. And, and if you felt that that wasn't right when. Mm-hmm. It seems like to me you would have addressed that with your lawyer before them putting that out there. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and now that absolutely. you feel like that you're getting backlash from it, now you want to backpedal what they call backpedal and pussy pop. Now you want to mm-hmm. act like you didn't have nothing to do with it. And and, it's, mm-hmm. and that's how it always is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to me, I really feel yes. that Kim Farrell has self-sabotaged her own career. And what you don't mm-hmm. realize is you can't sit up here and, and call yourself a woman of God and you're trying to reach the nations and meet, reach people out there that are lost, and you mm-hmm. have this type mm-hmm. of attitude. You're very materialistic. You're very vain. Yes. You're very nasty. You're very condescending, yes. and you think that you're going to be reaching God's people like that, and you don't. And, and it don't work like that. No. You know what I mean? No. So mm-hmm. it's just she's it, – it, I knew it was going to be a matter of time before she stuck her foot in her mouth because it, it seems like every so often it's almost like she's doing this stuff to remain relevant, I think, because you can't mm-hmm. be that darn just careless and belligerent. Like you done been in mm-hmm. the industry for all these years yeah. and you have not learned. I mean, who who's your PR representative? Like who, Right. You know, I guess she's working with this guy named Travis Malloy, and he's been getting on her about saying stuff. But 
she she must be hard headed. She don't want to listen, or either she mm-hmm. don't have anybody, you know, that's really looking mm-hmm. out for her because nobody that is really working for you is going to have you out here looking crazy like this in these streets. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I, just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I just wanted to jump on this because that's part of the church scandal that I want to talk about. You know what I mean? Yes. And people are mm-hmm. dragging her right now. They really are dragging her. Yes. Well, it's about time because. You know what? She needs to be dragged through the mud. Like like she needs to. Because, you know, there there is like shame on anybody that condones anything that she does and, and says and if they condone what she just done, then shame on you. And you are be ashamed of yourself because there was nothing godly about what she done. Nothing. And you get up there mm-hmm. and you embousticate and embarrass people like that. And then when she, you know, says all this stuff about, yeah, well, you have this hat on and it's covering all of what you got on, you know, like like she was just saying that it's covering your ugly up. Um, and so you're fine because you got a hat on. And I'm like, how could you say that? And you're right about something. All them pictures of how she was before the gastric bypass. And honey, there, there there is nothing pretty about that, honey. Cause listen, and then fast forward. Honey, she looked like Miss. She looked like Miss Sophia. She looked like Miss Sophia. How you gonna talk about somebody? You look like Miss Sophia. Like how you yes, gonna do honey. that? And, and my thing is, you know, they say black don't crack, girl. You you forty nine years old, and you look like you damn somebody. I just don't understand yes. it. Like, I was just surprised when somebody said she's not even 50 yet. My God. But, like, my life, you, people, but you know what? They're going to say God don't bless no mess. Yeah, he don't no, bless mess. No. Mm-mm. And you can tell you know, Absolutely say, I don't look like what, you know, some people say I don't look like what I've been through. Well, honey, she definitely yes. looks like what she done been through. She like she's she been used and abused. And so I don't care how much Many them them damn cheap wigs she put on her head, them them okay. jacked up wigs she put on her head. How much foundation mm-hmm. she dang on, apply on her face, and I don't care if she did have a gastric bypass. Mm-hmm. That ugliness yeah. on the inside is protruding right. and, it's, and it's showing up on the outside because you can't be that nasty mm-hmm. and that 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 vile and think that it's not yeah. going to show up and manifest physically too. Absolutely. Absolutely, because years of behavior like that, you know what, and it's just like what you're saying. You have a history of drinking alcohol and doing drugs. That does wear on a person, and people look 10 to 20 times older than what they really are, and a lifestyle of being mean and nasty and cruel will wear on a person, and it will show. It was showing, and it's showing on her. It's honey, showing on her, and and you're right. She does look like Miss Sophia, and like I said before, honey, Harpo don't got her. So, and that, and so that's all I gotta say. Like Harpo don't got girl her. Girl sitting up there looking like the Popeyes mascot. Girl, she she's humming and singing for honey biscuits. <laughs> Buttermilk biscuits, yes. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Oh Jesus! I I I just can't. I I just can't. Let me get off. <laughs> let me just get off of Kim Burrell right now because I I, I don't want to go in too hard. This is this is what I'm saying. And then people are wondering why these churches are empty now. Mm-hmm. 
This is exactly yeah. why. Nobody wants to go and hear that. You don't know who's sitting in that audience and what people are going through. And they want to come That's and hear right. a word. They want to be uplifted. And then they got to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yes, who wants to go absolutely. to the who wants to go to church and hear that? Like who who does? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just sad. Right. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. segues into another preacher that we want to talk about. And I don't know if you heard about this mm-hmm. Did you hear about Creflo Dollar? Oh my God, yes I did. Yes, so I, I guess did. now it has came to light that Creflo Dollar is retracting his teachings on tithing. And he states that these teachings on tithing are not correct. And he won't apologize to his followers, but he will say that he was incorrect. So this was the same mm. preacher that, mind you, this man's name is Creflo Dollar, which allegedly he changed his name to Dollar. Because I'm like, Wait a minute, this man all about his name happening. Anyways, we ain't gonna get into that. That's alleged. But what's not alleged is the fact that he was out here a couple years ago trying to shame his congregation into paying him sixty five million dollars for a jet that he wanted for his own personal travel. You do you remember that yes. when we covered that on the show? You remember that, right? Yes, so, I do. Now I guess uh, I'm assuming that he done got that money or at least part of that money. Now, all of a sudden, you want to say my my teachings ain't been right. Mm-hmm. And now that you've seen that this pandemic is wearing out behinds out and people ain't coming to the top, to, to the church house no more, you got to switch, switch it up. So mm-hmm. um, there's an article, and I'm going to read a part of it. It's from the Christian Post. And um, it states that it's, it's entitled Televangelist. Creflo Dollar says teaching on tithing are not correct, and he won't apologize to his followers. Um, challenging popular evangelical beliefs, controversial televangelist Creflo Dollar, one of America's most flamboyant proponents of the prosperity gospel, has renounced the tithing in all his previous teachings on the subject as not correct. He also urged his followers to throw away every book every tape and every video I ever did on the subject of tithing. But he said that he will not apologize for his error. Uh, on a Sunday sermon bill, The Great Misunderstanding, the founder and senior pastor of the nearly 30,000-member church mm. headquartered in College Park, Georgia, said that he was aware that his declaration will cause him to lose friends and invitations to speak at other churches. So here's my thing, and I'm not going to get into it because this is for foolishness. When did you automatically decide that you've been teaching the air? Was this after the tides start going down and you got to come? You feel like mm-hmm. you had to come up with another hustle because when that money was coming in, he was getting no millions. You you knew that was some foolishness that you were preaching. So why now all of a sudden mm-hmm. that you want to change your tune? Now, this is the mm-hmm. same preacher. Now, I'm going to go back some years. Uh, you know, we done talked about Eddie Long on this, um, on our network. We done talked about this for years. Do you remember mm-hmm. when Eddie Long was going through that scandal and he told them people yeah. to go, uh-uh, y'all can't be over my church. Y'all got to go back to his church because they was friends, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. is that same pastor. So, 
How do you feel about, for one, how do you feel about this prosperity gospel? And do you think it's a coincidence or do you think he's up to something by saying now that all of a sudden that this is a faulty teaching? How do you feel about that? Well, <clears throat> we're dealing with a pastor who has preached for years that money is everything. And mm-hmm. he has always made the type of uh, sermons or just any type of documentary or whatever he has done has always been about building him up and filling his pocket. Now, the issue that I'm having is, is that I feel as if that he is suffering in some way. He is lacking in something. And I agree with what you said, either – Members have stopped coming. Um, he's not getting the money that, you know, he actually needs or that he mm-hmm. wants. And, you know, so now he is out here and he's trying to apologize because he's not at the status that he once was. And, you know, and I just feel extremely um, sorry for somebody like that. And when I say sorry, sorry individual, he really is because for years you have been pimping your church. All those all those people that have been coming to your church given to you to put in your pocket to to for for jets and for cars and things like that. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, nowhere you're saying that what I have been preaching about tithing is wrong. No, sir, you are suffering and you need money. You're and and I feel in my mind that he is that he's going broke. That he is going broke or that he owes a lot out somewhere. It's something wrong. Yeah. And he and he knows that people are getting turned off by this prosperity gospel because people mm-hmm. know that They've been following this doctrine for years, and why am I still having to ride the bus to get to church? Why am I still have to walk? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to catch yes. a ride with somebody else? I don't have my own vehicle. I can't even pay for oh, gas in the vehicle that I do have. You know, I can't even mm-hmm. afford these groceries to pay for my cheering to eat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give mm-hmm. you this money, and you're driving in a in a vehicle that's worth more than my house that I'm staying in. And you think that I'm going to keep going to your church. And he realized Mm -hmm. that people are are on to the, to the con now. They, they realize that you are running the people and he knows he has to switch it up now. Now. So I guess it's one Mm -hmm. of those things. Oh, you just give what you can give, you know, Mm -hmm. just give what you want to give. I'll take anything Mm -hmm. at this point because I see that. Yes. Uh, my time is winding up and people are figuring me out. So now that's just mm-hmm. how it always is. These people are always cons. That's how they live their whole life. And that's, that's all they do from the pulpit, you know, and they, mm-hmm. and they just do this stuff. They don't have no consideration for people and what they're going through right now. That's With inflation going up, gas prices going up, you know, uh, cost of living, mm-hmm. everything is just haywire. And they don't have any, Type of regards for that. They don't. They're not offering nothing mm-hmm. to the people. No services. Mm-hmm. No social programs. Nothing for the people. But yet you always got your mm-hmm. hand out asking. Just like Juanita Bynum. Yeah. Juanita Bynum mm-hmm. was just at the Kojic 
convention, or I think it was that AIM, and she had the nerve. And I voiced, you better be glad I can't get this clip to play right now, but I'm telling you I will wear her <laughs> out right now. Um, mm-hmm. She had the nerve to get in front of these dorm people. And this is the thing. It's the entitlement for me. These people feel like they are entitled to your money, your hard Oh, my God, what you done said. Mm. She got her... She got her wig, her got her Sharpay wig wearing behind up in front of everybody and told them people, I want y'all to give me a thousand dollars for these prayer claws and I want y'all to give I want y'all to get in line because she had a hundred dollar line, that she had a thousand dollar line. She said, I don't care if you gotta swipe your credit card because when it comes to everything else you gonna put it on your credit card, so you need to give me this money and swipe it on your credit card. <gasps> then she had oh. the nerve to say, "I guarantee you, if it was a trip, a uh, uh, trip to go anywhere in the world, and it was for three thousand dollars, y'all be lying and scheming and, and and doing everything to get the money up to give get go on the trip. But then y'all don't want to give that. Then you want to put the Lord in. You you don't want to give give the money to the church." She oh had to people and guilt trip these people and say, give me your money. Give me your $1,000. I don't care what you got going on. Give me your $1,000. Like she, like she, like she putting a smack down on the saints. She, she, she yeah. putting a pimp hand to the saints. And I'm just looking at she you, man. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, and this is the same person that was talking about it. We talked about this a couple of years ago. On the mm-hmm. urban water. Remember, she was talking about them uh, prayer kits where she got a bottle, some water, <laughs> a, a prayer cloth, and, and, a, and a thing of oil, and she had a nerve to ask people to pay $133 for that. Yes. Yeah. When I would go to the damn dollar store and get a spray bottle, mm-hmm. get, get some uh, um, distilled water, get some oil, and then some cut up. You can go upstairs, find you some old cheap cut up cloths in your in your in your closet. And, and you would you yep. wouldn't even be out of twenty dollars for that, but she wants you to That's pay right. her one hundred and thirty three dollars for some stuff that you can go find in your house right now. Mm. My God, sick. This was sick. the same woman too that talking about she was t- taking people's money. She said some man saw her panties on the bed because he was going to check on the um. <laughs> on the hotel room to make sure it was legitimate for her because she was trying to be a good host. She going to lie and talk about, I didn't want to preach because he seen my panties and my bra laying across the bed. <laughs> but your butt stayed at that hotel room, didn't you? You, you didn't get out of mm-hmm, town, did you? So did. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't yeah. understand it. I, I, just, I don't She's understand amazing. this woman. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask mm-hmm. you, but you, you always yeah. felt that Juanita Bonham, because she's gifted too, but she has mm-hmm. she just hasn't been right. Like ever, I don't know. It's, I don't know what happened mm-hmm. to her ministry, but it just seemed like over time she just turned to a shyster. Like that's just my opinion about it. It mm-hmm. just seems like something changed with her, and now she does nickel and diamond, and she's trying to hustle and do this, that, and the other, and she tried to be spooky deep and spooky religious when she ain't <laughs> nothing but a corner. Pimp, pimp mm-hmm. preacher. That's mm-hmm. all she is now. That's all she is. Yes, yes. She is a demented individual. And here's my thing: using 
the gift that you have for the intention of robbing people and then, like you said, putting the guilt trip on people to make them think that this is what they're supposed to do, like they're obligated to do this for you. No, if if a person wants to, you know, like they done pay the money to go in to see you or to go into the convention, what whatever the case may be, but then you're going to go in and then you're going to ask them for more money and then you're going to say that this is what you need to do and you better do it. What kind of wicked individual is that? She she has she needs to be out of the gospel industry now because yes. she is not helping the industry to grow. She is tearing the industry down completely and has been doing that for years. She is not growing. She's not nothing. She's just stagnant because everything that comes out of her mouth is give me, give me, give me. You better do this and you better do that. You threatening people? And you putting an ultimatum on people? Absolutely not. Mm -mm. Let me see. Let me tell you, see, I knew she was a joke years ago when she got into it with her husband at that dang on hotel, Thomas Weeks, and was on TV and talking about she, she going to knock her husband upside the head and she had a brick. and she. <laughs> I, I knew that she was nothing but a hood rat from Chicago. And no offense to people mm-hmm. in Chicago, but she that's where she's from. You know that, don't you? Mm-hmm, yeah. And she does exemplify the characteristics of where she came from. Because ain't no way mm-hmm. in hell yeah. that you're supposed to be exemplifying God's characteristics, and you and you got that worldly spirit on you, and you got that mm-hmm. that that that. What's what's? It? It's just like you trying to hug, like you got a hustle spirit on there. Like I just, it's just, it just yeah, like, yeah. It, I don't, I don't know. I just, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted mm-hmm. to talk about this. I said, man, I know this. This happened like. A couple of weeks ago, but I said, man, we got to talk about this because we're talking about church scandals tonight. And I think that was mm-hmm. the perfect thing to tie into this because these people do not care that times have changed. People don't have the the uh, income or they don't have the disposable income that they once have. And they don't care. They still want it all. They don't want to yes. get up and get no yes. job. They don't want to go out here. And, they don't even want to go out here and do any ministry, no outreach, but they always want your money. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? But I want to say this part, too. Making people forget what the true purpose is. That is what I feel like, you know, these people are doing. Like, Like, I feel like she is standing amongst people, and I believe that there were a myriad of people that were in that establishment that knew that what she was doing was wrong, but you have a of a vast amount of people that, you know, will look up to a person like this, that will mm-hmm. actually worship a person like this and worship the ground they walk on, and they will say these things and make people forget the true pur- purpose of worship and implement this devilish stuff and implement mm. these threats and these obligations that they feel like that they need that, and then you make people do that or you try to make people do that. And the sad part about it is you have people that do. You have people, just just like what you said, that will give their last and they will walk out of there with nothing. No, no more they no. got to go pay bills. No, no more they got to go pay this and pay that. And they, they ain't even got no bus fare for the next day because they done gave her all the money. No, we. absolutely not. Mm-mm. 
And that's a bad individual that will put your own self-preservation of your the preservation of your own family or your kids over somebody that don't even know your name and don't care about you. Yep. That's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's a that's sad right. individual. That is a sad is. individual. Like, yes. you do not have money. You will forego your rent to give this mm-hmm. woman. This woman literally, I wish I could have played this on the show because I had it on, I had it on, on deck and I was going to play it. And it, it's not coming up. Mm-hmm. This woman said, y'all pay for everything else. Y'all put everything else on your credit card. You need to go ahead and put this on your car. On your car, excuse me. Mm. You know, and it's just mm. sick. It's an entitlement to me. How yes. dare you act like you are entitled yes. to other people's hard-earned money? You That's know, right. it's just disgusting. Mm. And then you talk, and then yes, you talk and greasy to people. Like, it's just yes. like... Uh, I just don't understand it. It just pisses me off. It it really pisses mm-hmm. me off the more I talk about it. You know? Yes. Yes. But I just, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just these, these all these, oh these creatures are, are jack-legged. They crooked. Yes, they and are. they don't care about the people. They don't care about you. Mm-hmm. And, he, and yes. you still got some people that still ain't learned. That's, I just, you know, I'm really thankful. I mean, I know the pandemic was a bad thing, but it really has woken up a lot of people because they don't realize how toxic this, this religion is. I'm not talking about yes. spirituality or having a relationship with God, but they don't, they, people, mm-hmm. people didn't realize until this pandemic how toxic these churches are. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Money making. Yeah, I just wanted to put that in, in your ear and just let you know, be careful about these churches. If these churches ain't doing mm-hmm. no outreach and they always got money, I said, you sitting up here in these churches, pews falling in. I said, you done have all these. I said, you, you, you're ceiling about to fall in the church. I said, you ain't got no mm-hmm. heat, no air in the church. I said, shoot, mm-hmm. the, the pastor pulling in. He pulling in, 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 mm-hmm. in, in to the parking lot with a like I said earlier, with a vehicle that's more worth more than your house, and you, yes, it's just like where's the money going to? That's right. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's pretty much the, the the end of the church scandal section. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, did you have any final thoughts before we go into our last portion of the show? Well, you know, I just want to say, you know, it's it's. Sad, you know, that these preachers, um, like they get up and they are telling people what thus said the Lord based on what they read, and they don't live it. They don't display it. And then Mm. they're Mm -mm -mm. making people feel as if that this is how things are to be, and you are making people think that this is what they are to do. And that is horrible. And if you are just operating your church as a business for the purpose of, you know, this money scheme that is going on, because that's the whole thing, your your whole objective is to make money off people, then, you know, you, you are just horrible. And, you know, that that's what God does. He tells us, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So God, God sees it. God sees it. He knows it. And he knows these people are dead. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good way to um, 
segue into our next portion of the show. The next show portion of the show, we're going to talk about trade and trade tales. And those of you who don't know what trade is, it's these men that are out here that are, I call them shapeshifters, and I call them transforming-ass individuals because <laughs> they live in one way, but then when the nightfall um, when nightfall comes, then they 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 totally something else. And we want to make sure that you guys know about these men out here in these streets because a lot of them are out here doing mm-hmm. things. They're doing some strange things, and they ain't living in their truth. So that's my thing. You ain't living in your truth, and you out here fronting like you something that you're mm-hmm. not, and I got a problem with that. So mm-hmm. when you hear about trade, what do you think about, Steve? Like, what do you think about these men out here that's out here deceiving these women and that's out here doing things and then they want to get around everybody else and act like they straight up and down. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm going to say this, that I just feel like, (laughs) I just feel like this. If, If this is a lifestyle for you, be proud of your lifestyle. Be proud of who you are. And the thing is, is that when you front and you try to appear as something that you're not, that's flat out fake. Now, my thing is, is that, you know, don't lead people on. Be real. Be who you yeah. are, you yeah. know, and, you know, and it's just wrong to actually. So my thing is, is that if this is how you are, why are you afraid to actually display who you truly are? You know, at no time, you know, should, and what I mean by that is is that you want to lead somebody on, but you don't want to tell them that this is how you are or this is what you're into, you're, you're absolutely wrong. And, you know, you're, you're not giving people the benefit, yes, and you're not giving people the benefit of knowing, you know, who you are, what, what you're into, what your preferences are, you know, and it's just wrong. And you're right. It is very dangerous because people are getting killed over stuff like that because you're not being upfront about, you know, what, what you're into. You know, just stop faking. Like, that's my whole thing. Stop faking and just be real. Yep, and that's what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm talking about this first story we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about R. Kelly because, um, you know, he just got sentenced, right? You know, he got sentenced for 30 yes, years, right? Boy. But did mm-hmm. you know during the court hearings, they said it was two young boys that was, uh, I think one of them was 17, and uh, I forgot the age of the other one. They was talking about how R. Kelly was trying to suck them up. I ain't trying to be explicit or nothing, but he was talking about he, mm-hmm. he was trying to suck them boys up and was trying to lead them on and said that if you, you know, if you allow me to do this to you and I do this, do, do it back to you, then, you know, I can help your career. And a lot of people, oh my God. And, and to me, I didn't, I always knew, it don't surprise me that this just came out against R. Kelly. It don't surprise me because someone that is, is usually that promiscuous, they don't have any boundaries. They will lay okay. up anything. And mm-hmm. the messed up part about R. Kelly is, it's like, I'm not even looking at him now. I'm starting to look at these women that are still glorifying mm-hmm. this man. Because they said yes. now one of his victims, Jocelyn Savage, has came out and said that she's still she's she's supporting him, and that she's engaged to him while he's in prison. How stupid can you be? What? Girl, I can't. Oh my god! Yeah, 
So uh, I'm hmm. put, I got this article right here, and it's from mm-hmm. page6.com, and it's saying R. Kelly engaged to alleged victim Jocelyn Savage. R. Kelly is engaged to one of his alleged victims, the woman revealed in a letter advocating for for a more lenient sentence for the convicted mm. sex trafficker. My name is Jocelyn Savage, and I'm Robert Kelly's fiance. The 26-year-old disclosed to Judge Ann Donnelly on June 13th in a letter which page six obtained. I'm writing this mm-hmm. letter in support of Robert in advance of his sentencing so I can explain to the court that I'm not the victim that the government has portrayed me to be. Now, I ain't, I can go on with this. Uh, and it says, Savage, who was one of Kelly's two live-in girlfriends, raved in a letter about her relationship with the I Believe I Can Fly, fly singer at 55 years old, saying that they share a special connection and deep love. This is my thing. A lot of these victims don't even realize it's that Stockholm Syndrome. They don't realize that they are being being victimized and that they're being played. It mm-hmm. kind of ruins the case of these other women that were actually victims because you have this woman right here that is advocating for this creep. We'll just be honest about it. You mm-hmm. know, and a lot of, and I've heard people say, well, they still start for R. Kelly because he went through um, sexual molestation when he was a kid and this, that, and the other. I don't give a damn about none of that because to me, just because you was victimized doesn't mean that you had to continue that cycle and victimize other people. You know, it comes a point in your life where you got to know right from wrong. You know, and it's just, I don't know, it's just sick that this woman is coming out. I would rather you not even go public and say anything. So what do you feel about this woman taking up for R. Kelly for one? And what do you feel about this hurting the case of the actual victim? Do you think that that is something possible that this could hurt? Because he's still not done. Like they still, he still has other cases that he has to be tried for. So, do you think that this will hurt those cases? And what do you feel about this woman taking up for him and engaging, actually being engaged to him? Well, I feel like this. She, she is, she's only doing this simply because she knows what she's getting out of it. She knows that there's something that she's getting out of it, and she's like she doesn't care about her reputation. She doesn't care about his reputation. She just wants to continue to receive um, whatever type of monetary gifts, whatever type of status that she's getting from him. And, you know, and just to put yourself out there and to condone everything that he's done, you know, really just makes you basically the same way that he is, you know, and it's wrong. Um, and basically what she done was that she condoned every single thing that um, that he actually done. And the thing about that is that, that that really does hurt the actual cases at hand pertaining to the other young women or the women, period, who were victimized and, right. you know, by him. You know, and it's just like, so basically what it's saying is that, oh, it's okay that he's done this. You'll get over it. Think about 
what will happen with your life and think about the positive things that will happen with your life um, simply because you were engaged with a man of such status. That is sick. That is absolutely yeah. sick. And, you know, and, and for her to think that everything is okay um, and, and that there's nothing wrong, she is sadly mistaken. Be engaged with someone who is in prison for those sex crimes and that's going to spend the life in there for 30 years and, you know, who who basically is about broke. <laughs> you know, I yeah. just don't understand, you know, yes. So, you know, I, I just don't understand what she feels like she's going to get out of it just basically just having the name Kelly. And that's it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, and, and this is what's even more disturbing. Like, what, I don't understand, like, how you as a woman would want to be engaged with this man. And, you know, he done done with these, now that it came out that he done went after these young these young boys, how he done coached all these women to manipulate all these people. And it's just like, how how could you feel comfortable laying up with that? Like, how, how could you be comfortable being tied to that? And you, you with a man that can't do nothing for you, he's in prison. I mean, what are you getting out of this? Like, I mean, people mm-hmm. are going to be looking too crazy now. Mm-hmm. I, I just I do not get these people. I, I promise you, I don't get them. Mm-mm. No, you know they don't care. You know they don't care anything about what happens, um, and they don't care about the outcome. You know, all they want is just the status. You know, and they're not mm-hmm. thinking about what's going to happen to their life or what's going to happen to their family's life. Like they just don't care. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. Speaking of other celebrities that's been doing some questionable things. There's uh I don't know if you ever heard of um, Orlando Brown and for those who don't know who he who he is, he, he he's like in his early thirties but he used to be on the Disney channel and I'm gonna pull up this story uh about Orlando Brown. Uh this is coming from the UR web, EUR web, and this is coming from an article entitled Nick Canning Responds to Claims That He Was Caught in Bed with Kel Mitchell. And then I have another article that was uh, speaking about how uh, Orlando Brown did this interview talking about uh, Little Bow Wow. Talking about he done messed around with Little Bow Wow talking about and excuse my 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 terminology to talk about he got some good pussy, some good pussy. So it's just like, what is really going on? Like, he claims that Nick Cannon, you know, Nick Cannon gave him some head. What? And he said that he put, <laughs> he said Nick Cannon gave him some head in a wig in a cheerleading outfit. And I'm going to say this, like, Orlando <laughs> Brown is is really out there, but this ain't, the, I'll say this, this ain't the first allegation we done heard about Nick Cannon doing some some, some questionable activity. So it's one of those things. You're right. You're right. It's 50-50. So 
But I don't know about Lando Brown. It's just really sad to see a child actor uh, from Disney, like, uh, all jokes aside, like, just him dealing with drug, you know, drug abuse issues and stuff like that. And just looking at him, he's, like, younger than us. And that guy looks like he has all this gray hair now. He looks rough. Like, he's in his mid-30s, and you can just tell that he's just been through a lot of shit, like, in his life. And it's just, I guess he at one point said to him and Raven Simone had some issues too. And she's another childhood actor that's been going through a lot, that went through a lot of stuff. You know, I think Hollywood really does a number on these child actors and actresses. Yeah, and absolutely. it really shows once they get older. Like, I don't know what they see or what they go through when they're in Hollywood. And that's for a lot of these people mm-hmm. in Hollywood. That's why they call it Hollyweird because – yeah. Once you get yeah. sucked into that industry and get sucked into that life, it's just like you these people come they don't they're never the same again. You know, so it's just kind of weird that these allegations are going on. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. article says that uh, we reported earlier that Kel Mitchell ex Taisha Hampton took to social media recently to call the time, recall the time that she came home and found her ex-husband in bed with Nick Cannon. Hampton was married to Mitchell from 1999 to 2005, and they shared two adult children. In a TikTok video, she said during their marriage, she came home early to find Cannon on the bed wearing her cheerleading outfit and doing a dance routine for her being husband. Uh, She said, quote, (laughs) Remembering when I came home to Nick Cannon wearing my full cheerleading uniform, including the breeze, doing cheers on the bed for my ex-husband, Kel Mitchell, to cheer him up, she wrote. So uh, the Wild and Out host posted a response to Baller Alert's Instagram page after the outlet reshared her video. He said, yep, we probably had a big ear of corn, a bunch of orange soda, and a couple of kids' choice awards up our ass, too, Kenner wrote. Many social media users were quick to point out that he didn't flat out deny what Hampton said. So my thing is, everybody can't be lying on Nick Cannon. So you got Orlando Brown saying that he gave him some head with a wig on, and then now you got this woman saying that she was, he was in her damn uh, um Cheerleading outfit, doing them yes. split and busting it wide open for her husband. So my thing <laughs> is, is like this: this is why I gotta ask you, see, as a woman, what would you do if you came home and your man was in your cheerleading outfit and he was in bed with with another man? Is there any excuse that he could? give you to, to weasel himself out of that? Or, I mean, how would you feel about that? You know, if I ever walked into something like that, and I'm telling you right now, just like they said, and I'm going to get you suckers, the window no. or the stairs, either way, <laughs> you got to get the window or the stairs, honey, get the hell out. I don't care oh. how you get out, but you got to go. That is disturbing and that is actually hurtful. That's something that's embedded in a woman's mind. But I'm gonna tell you something and I'm not gonna think twice about it. There there is no 
coming back. There's no reconciliation. There is nothing like that. It is just a done deal. And but but see but 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 you know more, you got to go. But see but but he got money though. He he's a good looking man. Like mm-hmm. would you would you would that would that be a determining factor? You you know you got money right. You ain't gonna you just you gonna just turn a blind eye to it or you you just you gonna work it out and pray pray about it and turn it over to Jesus. <laughs> what are we gonna do about it? Well, he has money. And, you know, and I have money, too, and I may not have it to the, uh, you know, like how how much he he has it, but the fact of the matter is that it ain't, no, it ain't that much money in the world that will make me condone what he is doing to make me even go back and even consider being with someone like that. No, absolutely not. And plus, you're wearing a cheerleading outfit with the wig on and doing all kind of stuff like that. No. So that means that when you're with me, you already had those tendencies. And my thing is, is that, and if that's what you like, that is what you like. I'm not judging nobody. I don't care what you do. But the, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, if that is something that you are into, you need to let the person know prior to even getting with them. So I'm just saying this. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the status. I don't care about wild and out. I don't care about nothing. You got to go. Mm, 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 mm. You got to go. Well, and that's that's that. We're just gonna leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to go to this next story because we got uh, less than twenty minutes left. So I'm gonna try to rush through the mm-hmm. rest of these stories. So There's a couple stories I want to get because this would be a couple of these preachers mm-hmm. out here getting caught doing some things, and uh, <laughs> a couple of these athletes too that's been caught up in some stuff. But Ricky Martin. Um, nephew has dropped his charges against the singer. Um, so I guess his nephew claimed that they had an incestual, incestuous relationship, which is against the law for the Rico. So a lot of people were giving this story the side eye because it just seems like this this nephew was very opportunist. Ricky Martin mm-hmm. is married. He has a husband. He has a family. He has kids and stuff like that. So a lot of people was wondering, why would this guy do this? And a lot of people thinking that it was a clout type of thing, especially now mm-hmm. that he all of a sudden, quote, unquote, dropped these allegations or dropped these charges all of a sudden. So mm-hmm. um, it just, to me, I feel like, this nephew probably knew that Ricky Martin had money and yeah. he was trying to come up and it was just it was just crazy to me because I'm looking at Ricky Martin, why would he have to stoop and he has all this going on and have a relationship with his nephew? Like even if he was gonna have a style relationship, like out of all the people, why would he mess with his nephew? It just it wasn't adding up to me. And now that mm-hmm. these charges are dropped it's like it makes me wonder, like, what was this person? What was his nephew's motives? You know what I mean? So this article says that, um, and Yahoo News says that his nephew has dropped his charges against the singer, and Martin's husband is ready to move forward and move on. Truth prevails. Want Yosef wrote on Instagram, showing him and his hubby cuddling up close. Martin and the couple have been going through an extremely tough time recently 
as Martin's 21-year-old nephew had filed a restraining order against the singer, alleging that they had sexual relationships after they broke up. Martin continued to harass him. Now the nephew has dropped all the allegations. Just as we anticipated, the temporary protection order was not extended by the court, from Martin's team of lawyers said. The accuser confirmed to the court that his decision to dismiss the matter was his alone without any outside influence or pressure, and the accuser confirmed that he was satisfied with his legal representation in the matter. So we're going to end this here and just say, let me ask you this, see, do you say that he's guilty or not guilty at this point, in your opinion? I say that there's pure guilt. I say yeah. that there's guilt there, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I, you're you're going to do something like that with your uncle, and then, then you're going to do something like that with your nephew, and some type of infatuation there down the line growing up, you're, you're infatuated with this man is known to gyrate on stage, who is known to give a performance out of this world, who is a musical icon, a dancer, um, you know, and and my thing is, okay, you are, you, you're doing that, and then there are feelings that are coming out, and now the feelings can't even, like, like you can't even contain yourself now. So I feel like it's just pure lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I just thought that was real odd that that story came out, but I said, well, we'll mm-hmm. I guess now the charges are dropped, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, mm-hmm. I want to move mm-hmm. on. We got how many more stories we got? We're going to try to squeeze these one, two, three. We got three more stories left. Mm-hmm. No, actually, we got four stories, but they're really quick, and we're going to get through them in the next 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Detroit, I ain't going to call him a pastor, I'm going to call him pastor. <laughs> there was a Detroit pastor by the name of Albert Weathers that uh, was charged with killing a trans woman. Uh, she was a mm. sex worker. She was pretty much, you know, just doing it just to survive. Like, you know, a lot of trans women, they have to do that type of work because, you know, that's just a way of survival for them. Mm-hmm. And they said that this Detroit pastor, his name was Albert Weathers, and he was known to frequent Palmer Park. And that's like a well-known area up there in Detroit where a lot of people mm-hmm. frequent the transgender prostitutes. So mm-hmm. I guess he was charged because he ended up killing this trans woman by the name of Kelly Stowe. Now, Kelly mm-hmm. Stowe, um, it, there was video surveillance, and he claimed that he went to go pick this prostitute up, and once once the prostitute spoke, he thought, oh, well, he was obviously a man because the voice was deep in this, that, and the other. But come to find out that this man, he did not want to pay. He probably didn't want to pay. So she got out mm-hmm. and went on about her business, and... He got rough with her, and I guess he got out the car and ended up shooting her. She was no threat to him. She left the scene. 
and there was a lot of other transgender prostitutes that have been known to, to sex workers in that area that have said that they all knew who he was and nobody ever wanted to deal with him because they knew how he was. They knew that he was really rough, he was really aggressive, and he act like he never wanted to pay. He was cheap, and I could tell by that mm-hmm. cheap ass haircut he had that he didn't want to pay no no damn <laughs> prostitute because he couldn't mm-hmm. even pay for a, a decent haircut, looking like somebody, looking like Bubba, looking like that. What's that prisoner? And uh, um, you remember that movie Life? Uh, when they want, who was that? Yeah. That prisoner come out. Maybe I'll eat your cornbread. That's what he looked like. Oh. <laughs> I can't so, think of his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yes, that's what this path has given me. And it's just, like, crazy how you just didn't have no, for one, like, what were you doing out there to begin with? You were supposed to be mm-hmm. a man of God, and you were married, and you out here picking mm-hmm. up transgender prostitutes. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. telling you, these people are out here in these streets. They preaching one thing in this pulpit, and they live in a totally mm-hmm. different life. And this is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Now this man got a murder charge, and then this woman's mm. family, this woman's family is now going without her. And they, they, they're, they're, you know, it's just, it's sad. It's just really sad, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. this man is living a double life. There's no telling how many prostitutes he done been with, how, what he was doing on the side, and then he's going home to jump in the bed with his wife. You know? Mm-hmm. Lord, have mercy. Yes. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So my lord. So mm. it's another pastor. They said um, was from Florida, saying mm-hmm. that he was caught um, with his pants down. And I won't say it was in a park, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> with an underage boy that was 15 years old. Oh my god. Oh my so god. It, you, these women got to be careful, and that's because I said, you think you're going to find a man in a church, in a church house, you ain't going to find nothing but all, they, these people, them some of the freakiest people you're going to find in the church. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, check this out, another story that, mm-hmm. uh, and I got to get this man's, this name, they said it was a preacher that got caught beating his meat at Starbucks. What? Oh my! Oh I can't make this, see, I can't make this stuff up. I know, I know. Mm, 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 mm. My God! You, you think you gonna go to what? Starbucks and get you a nice little cup of coffee? You sit there, eat your yes. eat your chicken crumpets, and sit there and read read your. I don't even know people. Read. I don't know what people read, but I'm just saying, you think you're just going to sit there and relax, mm-hmm. you know, and then you look up and you see this pastor jacking off at the door Star Starbucks, and they said, this ain't the first time you done got caught doing it. Oh, my God. Come on. These are not people that's called by God. These are people that are just crazy and just stepping in here trying to be pastors and stuff like that, and they... Oh, uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. Oh, God, this is sick. I thank God for this. I think God had parents that didn't leave me. You know how some of these parents be leaving their mm-hmm. kids with just any, everybody, and they think, oh, this is pastor, so I can yeah, leave my child sure. with the preacher. My parents didn't pay to play that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You cannot My, trust yes. those children with anybody because these people in the church are just as wicked and just as vile mm-hmm. as these people out in the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. So they said that um, this pastor from Florida, um, he was arrested for masturbating and exposing himself on the patio oh, of Starbucks. And um, they said a, a press release from the Osceola County Sheriff's Office noticed that in, in Gino, Dolly, Menus, Cologne, I can't, in, in, in Gino, Dolly, I can't even pronounce his name. <laughs> he was, he was arrest, uh, arrested. This was last well, this took place in May, but um, the police said that they now have just charged him with exposure of sexual organs and released a photo of him to the public. Um, oh. They said the Osceola County Sheriff's Office received a report of a male exposing himself um, with his organs while masturbating on the patio of Starbucks um, located um, in Kissing, kissing me, uh, Florida. Mm. So mm. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So they they My were saying that the man is not a big. Uh, it, it's crazy, and they gave him a thousand yeah. dollars fine. And yeah, what? he's pretty much out here again. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. So, what your pastors are doing? And they need to be studying oh the word. God. When they supposed to be reading yeah. the word, and they supposed to be studying to show thyself approved. Mhm. Yes. And you got the audacity to be standing up on the pulpit, and you sitting up here, and you just wanna uh, say that this is what God gave you to say, and then in the next breath you out here and you, oh 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 my God, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See this right here just gets me. This is this Seneca. This is sick. Yeah, this this, this is what is these sick. preachers out here doing. They they out here, they sleep on people, and then they want to cover their tracks. And then, like I said with that pastor mm-hmm. I just mentioned, he wanted to kill that mm-hmm. transgender because I probably she probably knew that she was gonna probably go put the tea out on his ass. Oh, and, absolutely. And it's just, I'm telling you, these people are wicked. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And people need to be aware of what is going on, and you're right, and these parents need to stop uh, saying they trust these pastors, honey. No, do your research. Look at the background. Study these pa- Uh-uh. No. Yeah, that's another um, pastor. I was going to talk about them, but I didn't have time to really research the story. But they said another coach mm-hmm. pastor that was been molesting these young boys for years and pretty much was punking them. And threaten them and all this stuff. Talking about you better not tell nobody. I'm gonna kill you. It's, it's crazy. And then he made a whole statement. I'm gonna tell you how backwards these church people are. Like they sitting up here mm-hmm. clapping and, and, and cheering the past wrong when there's been all these victims coming out. And it's just sick, man. This is really sick. Yes, I, I just, it is. Yes, it is. And then the, the fact that these church people think that these pastors are just they, they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. these church members need to have their ass whooped. Like seriously, I mean, I, I yeah. hate to Absolutely. put it like that, but sit there and know that there's victims out here, and then you still upholding these pastors instead of putting their ass yes. in the chopping block. It's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. To me. Yes. 
So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple mm. minutes left. Um, there's two athletes I wanted to talk about. There was a um athlete uh, from Bloomington, I think, and he was online setting up people. He was on this this uh, dating site or this hookup app called Grinder for gay men. And he was going mm-hmm. over there. He supposedly straight. Supposedly straight. He was trade. That's what we're talking about, trade tonight. Mm-hmm. And he would go over there and tell these people to cut their lights off because he didn't want to be seen because he was on the DL. So he would go over some head from him, too. They ain't going to probably tell you that part of the story. But, yeah, he... They met him. He met this person off the app and went over there and ended up robbing him. And this was like a young athlete that had his, you know, he had a lot going for himself and he mm-hmm. got caught up in doing this. So I was just mm. going to tell you, like, mm-hmm. like one of these little hustlers in the street that be out mm-hmm. here. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. These women mm-hmm. just don't know what's going on in these streets. These so called straight men are out here hustling, they out here mm-hmm. dick and selling dick. And doing everything yeah. in these streets, hooking up on these apps, uh, mm-hmm. selling booty, doing all kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and they go home to their wives and their girlfriends, and, and and it's just it's sick. Like it's really sick. Mm-hmm. And these women do not know yeah. that these men are out here doing this. That's right. Like they really don't. And then it's like you know, and and then you have these wives or these girlfriends or whatever, and they are trusting you know, that everything is fine when they, you know, go their separate ways to work or school or whatever the case may be. Like they're trusting that they're doing everything right or that, you know, that they're in a trusting and a loyal relationship when, in fact, they are not. And it ain't no telling what they have contracted. It ain't no telling what, you know. And then the fact of the matter is that, you know, and and then I would have been apprehensive if that mug on supper and say, cut the lights off. For what? I got no. Because that would have been the time I would have been like, I ain't cutting nothing off. We need to get the hell out. See, uh, <laughs> that it's, see that's. <laughs> but, girl, you know, that is just too much. also tell you, see, this is going to be our last story here. We're going to get up out of here because we, we got a couple minutes left. There was another mm-hmm. story. We covered this on the T uh, last month. It was this athlete. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say his name, but his name was Atute. His last name was Atute. Atute. Mm-hmm. And they said <laughs> that he met up with this man that was on Tinder. And the the uh, I forgot the name. He went by a female name on Tinder. And mm-hmm. they said that he went over there to the apartment with some friends. And they and the friends said they knew something wasn't right because the, all the lights was off. And the uh, they said it just wasn't right. They said that they knew that it wasn't, it wasn't really a woman. So they all cut out and left. But this guy <laughs> went back after they all cut out and got some head, got or received. I'm going to be professional on the show. Mm-hmm. He received oral mm-hmm. sex. From this guy, his name was uh, Jerry Smith. That was his real name. But they mm-hmm. said that he went on here and went back after the other guys left. And pretty much he got clowned. He he pretty much got clowned by his friends. So he went back over there 
to like pretty much prove to his friends that hey, I'm gonna get this guy, this, that, and the other. He ended up mm-hmm. beating the guy to death, and then the, the case went to trial, and he ended up getting off. Mm. And my thing is, it's like you wanted to act like you didn't know was a a, a woman, but mm-hmm. what woman is gonna first of all pay you to get? I mean, you. It was like you would pay the woman to give if she gave you girl right. sex, the other way around. Yep. Gave you a fifty dollar mm-hmm. gift card and sent you on your way. And <laughs> you was messing around with with this person in the dark, so you knew exactly what you were doing. You knew, you knew. Yes. So again, this is gonna be another one of these guys. That's going to, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you think it's going to be the last time he's going to get some head from mm-hmm. another man? He's going to be more discreet. No. So right. these are the men mm-hmm. that's going to be going home. To He's going to get, one day probably get married. He's going to probably convince, mm-hmm. probably convince some dumb bobblehead woman that, oh, I didn't know it was a woman and this happened in my past, but I ain't like that. But this is going to be the same mm-hmm. one that's going to still be out here sneaking around messing around with cross-dressers and transgenders and other other men. And that's why I just Mm -hmm. want to let you women know that this stuff is Mm -hmm. going on out here. Absolutely. And these people want to always act like they was deceived. Nine times out of ten, you knew it was a man. You Mm -hmm. knew what you were getting into, just like they want to say they didn't know they was messing with transgenders. Nine times out of ten, they know it was a transgender. They just oh, can't or handle the ridicule, so they feel like, you know, they have to go to extreme measures to prove that they're mm-hmm. heterosexual. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, you know, you know, as we close this this show, like, what do you feel about this, and what what would be your message to women out here that are dealing with? men that they they suspect or women that are possibly getting into the dating world, what would be your advice to women um, if they're going through that situation or they're entering the dating world? My advice would be to make sure that you know who you're getting in, in engaged with. You need to know that. That means that do not rush into a relationship just because the individual looks good, you know, he may have a nice job, you know, and and his appearance is wonderful, you know, and he has all of the aspects that that you're looking for. Sometimes looks can be extremely deceiving. Take your time, see relationship, ask questions. If you may know of anyone that, um, like if you have, um, friends um, that may actually know the, the individual that you're trying to date, talk to them. Find, you know, just, just find out the things that he likes. Find out the things that he wants. You know, because jumping into something like that can cost you. And, you know, um, you know, and it is very unfortunate that, you know, you have men like that that are not wanting to be upfront and honest but they rather hide it and hurt someone in the long run. So women, you know, you just really just need to just, you know, just keep your guard up, get to know them, and the signs will show. All right. 
Well, this was a good show. Um, like I said, we haven't, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting back into the swing of things again. And I really want to thank you for always being there, supporting the show. And thank you for coming oh, on and welcome. doing with me today. Um, yes, thank you for having me. I know we had a we had a few technical difficulties, but I think going forward, I'm probably not going to be doing the live shows on Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to probably upload uh, my own because I already got some podcasting um, equipment. But as far as doing these live shows, there's just been too many technical if difficulties on this show. And I hate how mm-hmm. it just breaks up the flow of the show. Um, I'm gonna probably mm-hmm. go back and edit this this episode. But yeah, we're gonna probably just be doing pre-taped shows, and then we'll just do the episodes. Like we'll probably record it live on uh, Facebook Live. But I think mm-hmm. there's been too many issues with Blog Talk Radio. So, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to apologize for that. But I really think this was a really good show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, we will be back. Um, we're gonna probably do a, you know one or two shows a month because I got the other shows too. So that's gonna always be something mm-hmm. for you guys to check out. Um, yeah, and then check out Siege Siege Treats. Um, before we go, can you tell people where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. Um, Siege Treats actually has a physical location. We are in Seaway. We are located at 5610 Crawfordsville Road. That's building 7, Suite 708. And that is in Indianapolis, Indiana, even though it's Speedway, but it goes by Indianapolis, Indiana. And the zip code mm-hmm. is 46224. Um, we're also on Facebook just under C Streets, that's C-I-E-S, Streets. And um, we can also be reached via email, and that is at C Streets. At gmail.com, and we're also on Instagram just as cstreet38. All right. Well, thanks again for uh, mm-hmm. checking out the Urban Wire. Um, we will catch you guys here hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, until next mm-hmm. time, just be safe out here. Like you said, our, our, our um, thoughts and prayers are still going out with the families of the victims of the mass shooting that took place here. And like I said, just, mm-hmm. just be on the lookout when you leave the house. Don't ever take for granted that you're safe. I'm a very big supporter of the Second Second Amendment rights. So if you're lawfully mm-hmm. um, able to carry a firearm, go get some training. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, protect yourself mm-hmm. because me, I feel like if the criminals are out here armed, I feel like the law-abiding citizens should have a right to be armed and they should be able to protect themselves and their families because it's getting to the point now where we have to really be serious and, and have an honest conversation mm-hmm. about uh, gun safety in this in this country and we have to protect ourselves. The, the responsible gun owners, I thank God there wasn't a responsible gun owner at that mall that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Took that killer out because if it wasn't, it could have been a whole lot worse. But anyway, we're yeah. going to jump off of here, and um, if that's it, we will see you next time. See you. All right. Thank you. All right, You're welcome. Bye-bye.